Well, greetings. Welcome to The Dividing Line. It is a Thursday. I was supposed to be doing a radio interview right up until this point in time, but they never called. So <laughs> there we go. So uh, we're, we're getting The Dividing Line in early today, and uh, it's a big day because... Um, now, is the link already on our website someplace? I don't think it is. Oh, well... That seems to be a bit of a, a promotional failure, which is generally how we do things. Uh, but <laughs> here we are. Um, there is uh, a, a launch uh, today at uh, doctrineandlife.co. That's not C-O-M. My understanding is the com is owned by Phil Johnson for some strange reason. But doctrineandlife.co uh, for uh, the Alpha and Omega store where you can get the shirt I've been wearing for a couple of weeks, the Theology Matters shirt uh, and the Alpha and Omega shirt, and a Radio Free Geneva. So, somebody, uh, somebody on uh, Twitter was saying, so is there going to be a Radio Free Geneva hoodie and I said, yes, there is. And uh, I'm, something tells me that's going to end up on, under someone's Christmas tree. Um, uh, if, if they celebrate Christmas. I, 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 I don't want to get into that argument right now. But uh, anyways, briefly on the, the line, I've got Josh Tanner and Darren Dirksen with me. Hi, guys. How you doing? We're good, James. How are you, man? Uh, doing well. Do, doing well. I, it, it, when Rich said uh, y'all were going to be on, I just sort of figured y'all were, were going to be like, you know, here, not, you know, like we're going to be interviewing <laughs> you, like I'm interviewing, you know, uh, people who are trying to hide their faces uh, because they're doing nefarious things or something like that. But uh, that's how it all, <laughs> which which you are in some senses doing anyways. So, uh, yeah. right. Yeah. So, so y'all are uh, launching uh, DoctrineLife.co now. Uh, it's not just a, uh, it's not just uh, Alpha and Omega. You're going to be doing a lot of stuff for a lot of folks, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the goal, really. Uh, even yeah, though, we... even though I noticed uh, looking at it here, um, I did bring up the Radio Free Geneva T-shirt, and it said, "Explore new arrivals, new this week." And then it says not Coogees. Okay, so I I need to find out who was responsible for for this and yeah, why why I should be having you on right now since I'm wearing a Coogee. We will never tell. I'll just say Rich put me up to that, right? Oh, okay. Okay. I and I would accept that. Uh there's there's not Okay, okay. His his anti Kuji derangement syndrome uh, stuff is pretty much off the off the charts. So yeah, he's saying he's saying no, but I I I, I yeah. Anyway, so um, so tell us a little something about what y'all are doing. Yeah, well, uh, while we're here, we we um, we are just thankful for what the Lord has done for us. Yeah, and uh, just so thankful, we want to get that message out. And so, yes, we, we have a, a goal of selling high-quality products, uh, ones that people will want to wear, right, and then wash and then wear again, wear, wash, repeat. <laughs> um, and, and we all have a T-shirt. We, we all wear T-shirts. We all have our favorite T-shirt that uh, ends up at the top of the hamper, not in the bottom of the drawer. And, uh, but, uh, but ultimately, we are just so thankful what God did for us. We, we want to glorify Him. And we believe that we can glorify God in so many ways. And we think this is a great way to do that, and we want to do it to the praise of His glorious grace. Yeah, yeah. We and and we love 
I mean, we love Alpha and Omega Ministries. We we love the message. We love mm-hmm. um, how how you guys have uncompromisingly stood uh, for the truth of the gospel of Christ crucified. And and so our our goal is to really come alongside ministries like yourself and and support them. I, I remember talking to Rich, and and he had mentioned, you know, this was something they were you guys were wanting to do for a while, and and it's hard because at the end of the day, you've got You've got to design stuff. You've got to get it, get get the uh, product ordered. You've got to get the products printed on. You've got to store the product. You've got to ship the product, and then you've got to deal with the customers. and And you guys got enough on your plate already. And yeah, so we did it that really once. <laughs> was was an honor and a privilege to come alongside Alpha and Omega and you know say, hey, you know what, we'll take this task on. Um, and, and we really thought, man, there's a lot of ministries like Alpha and Omega out there that do uncompromisingly preach the true gospel of Christ. And so, uh, we'd love to come alongside those ministries as well. Um, and, uh, I, we have a, a dollar of, of every product sold is going to go to, so right now it's, we're, we're going to send a check monthly to end abortion now. Um, a dollar of every product sold, just to come alongside ministries like that and, and financially help them as much as we can. Um, so everything that, that everyone buys goes directly to support ministries like yourself and ministries like End Abortion Now, and we're really excited about that opportunity. Well, that's great. Yeah, we, we also, yeah, we also have a really, really good vendor, um, a vendor that has uh, a lot of experience. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's always they, helpful. They've done a lot of printing for... Uh, Companies like Nike and, and Jordan, and they've done things for movie industry stuff like that, and um, they do screen printing. Yeah, there's um, we we know that a lot of people use digital printing now, and, and I don't know if you have that T-shirt. You, you love the T-shirt, but um, the, the print just starts to like to peel off after a while. Ah. Uh, the, this vendor uses screen printing and it's just high quality, okay. and, uh, and so you know, you yeah, put and. It on uh, and I notice you also uh, have these hats here. We call this one the Dr. O, So, um, and this, these are not screen printed. They're actually uh, embroidered, so that's, yeah. uh, that's, yeah. the, that's, that's the important your, part there. So this is, this is available uh, there as well, and uh, uh, I generally don't wear hats on the program, but I, I did uh, briefly. And I, I, you took a picture of me, and someone thought that I was uh, wearing a Kuji. I was not wearing a Kuji. That's not actually a Kuji. That's far, <laughs> far too quiet and stayed uh, a, a shirt uh, to be a Kuji. I'm we- I am wearing a Kuji today, so uh, just so people, just so people know. So um, some people's Kuji knowledge are a little bit lacking. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. So they can go to doctrinelife.co. There will eventually be a link on the website at, at aomin.org to uh, uh, direct people over there, and they can get the hats and the shirts. And so basically three designs right now, um, specifically uh, the uh, Theology Matters uh, type uh, design, the Alpha Omega Ministry design, and the Radio Free Geneva design as well uh, are already there, including hoodies for people who are starting to get a little bit cold. That's not us in Phoenix. Um, nope. not, not yet. Um, ugh. I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, we won't set any new records for Thanksgiving day. It's not saying say, seemingly like we will, but anyway, so they can go there right now and uh, help you get kicked off and get going. And, um, 
I I appreciate the the effort that's gone into you know looking at various colors and stuff like that. And uh, yeah. there will be stuff coming up in the future too. We've got uh, yeah. got so an idea got, going right now. Quick, we've got a, a a promo code for everybody listening in on the dividing line right now. If they use the code. Dividing line 20, they'll get 20% off of their first order, and that's today only. So uh-huh. go ahead and put in your dividing line 20 promo code. It's celebrating the shock that we're on dividing line. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that case sensitive, guys? That's not case sensitive. Not case sensitive. Okay, good. So dividing line 20. Uh, we'll get you 20% off uh, today if you go and help get the uh, uh, get the uh, uh, launch uh, successful. So uh, don't forget to do that today. I, I always get those things like a day late, dollar short, and things mm-hmm. like that. So and you can follow us and, and subscribe. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and for uh, now. Instagram. For now. For now, Debbie, <laughs> Debbie down, Debbie down are here with reality to kick well, in. Uh, for now, you're not wrong. <laughs> we're not on Parlor. We're, we'll get on Parlor and what's this new one? Mewe or Mewe, Mewe and Parlay. There you go. Yeah, Mewe and Parlay. There you go. That's what. Right. Well, we're working on that. There you go. Yep. Got to do it. Got to do it. All right, guys. Thanks a lot for joining us on the program today, and thanks for the designs. And I've been wearing, I've been wearing the hat, and keeps the keeps sun off because the sun's still beating on here in Phoenix, uh, but uh, and we've got some other stuff coming up, so we'll let folks know about that uh, when it uh, when it comes along. So so uh, uh, hope you have a have a good opening day, and uh, look forward to working with you in the future. Yeah, thanks, James. Okay, Thank all right, you, all right, God bless. Thanks, guys. Yeah, all right, see ya. All right, there you go, kids. Uh, wanted to make sure you were aware. That's Josh and Darren, and uh, make sure you're aware of that. People have wanted to, uh, you know, uh, take a look at uh, that kind of stuff and get that kind of stuff from us as uh, as well. So there you go. Uh, wow, uh, Twitter did it to me again. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna track this down um, and bring it over here because this is uh, this is an amazing thing. Um, let me see if I can, uh, can get this thing bigger. Um, yeah. All right. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Um, this is from Germany. Now I don't know all the background here. All right. All I do know is that the mainstream media doesn't want to talk about what's going on in Europe. And last night I was seeing, you have to dig, because the mainstream media, as I could tell you about it, um, you, you must understand the mainstream media has completely and totally capitulated to becoming Pravda. And so it is just simply the arm of the Great Reset. It's, it's um, it, in almost every dystopian novel, you can, you can hold on a second, but you're, you're sitting there like this and just... In almost every dystopian novel, and, and I've been reading a few extra ones recently, um, I have, and it's scary. Uh, the the media functions as an arm of the state, and one of the greatest protections against a totalitarian government is a free media, a free press, that will tell the truth and that will report the facts rather than what the the government wants them to do we've that's gone that doesn't exist anymore outside of the internet and the internet is pretty much controlled by amazon and google and so they'll get rid of all that eventually as well 
And so uh, you have to do some digging around to find the videos of the protests that are going on in Germany and across Europe as these absurd lockdowns uh, continue on and actually get worse once again. And uh, because the, the whole story isn't being told, the death rate story isn't being told, um, there's, there's, a, there's a bunch that isn't being said. And more and more people know it, but that doesn't seem to be changing anything. And so this video just came along. I do not know who Dr. Andreas Noach is. But evidently, he is uh, opposed to lockdowns. He believes that they are damaging and uh, dangerous and not substantiated by scientific argumentation, in fact, but by brute force of government. While he is uh, live streaming, this is what happens. So uh, here's, here's, here's the video. Parallel gleichzeitig, jede Wirklichkeit. Entschuldigung, hier, die Polizei ist gerade da. Die Polizei ist gerade da. Ja. Und jetzt? Mach mal bitte auf. Ja, ich weiß nicht, was los ist. Das ist doch, das ist doch gerade ein Ich Schiff. weiß nicht. Äh Guck mal, wir haben vorhin über Angst gesprochen. Moment, hier ist gerade die Polizei, bricht gerade die Tür auf. Ich bin die Hände stehen, auf dem Boden, auf dem Boden, runter, beide! Runter auf dem Boden! Geh runter! Zwei Personen hier! Aber wo liegen Two beide? In here. Wie sind Ihre Namen? What's your name? Wie heißen Sie? What do you call? Wie heißen Sie? Ich bin Andreas Noack. I am Andreas Noah. Sonst irgendwelche Messer, Waffen, irgendwas einstecken? Nein. Computer aus. Yeah, gotta turn those cameras. Let's not let the, let's let the cameras see everything, right? No. So there you go. Um, for, for everybody who has said, well, this can't happen in Western countries. Uh, we, you know, we'll always have the freedom of the Internet, etc., etc., etc. Yeah, no, uh, that's... that's um, that's that's not what's uh, going to happen, and um, um, <laughs> that that is that is astonishing. Uh, but it shouldn't be. We we told you last time uh, if we had had if we had had uh, video, uh, I haven't seen any. But if we had had video of the police breaking into the church last weekend in the UK, 
that was having a baptismal service and kicking people out, um, that would have maybe helped you to understand what's going on globally. Because right now, you see Klaus Schwab, you see the talking heads of the World Economic Forum, and they, they look harmless. They look like your normal European elites, arrogant, condescending, know everything there is to know, living in luxury, eating the finest foods, uh, jetting around the world talking about global warming. And we've gotten used to them. Uh, the problem is there are new masters. And if this election goes the way that elections that introduce socialism always go, and hence stay the same until a revolution, um, then they are now your overlords. Not the Constitution, not the President, not senators, not House representatives. These, these same people that are ordering the German cops to do this are heading your direction for all of us. Um, so I think we should uh, probably uh, set up a uh, uh, password system on the unit in there so that when this happens to us, they won't be able to figure out how to turn it off. <laughs> it just, it just, we should have an emergency backup camera hidden up in the ceiling someplace that if these get turned off, it, it continues streaming uh, immediately so people can see us being, being dragged off uh, to wherever it is they'll drag us off to because it, it's happening, people. It's happening. It's it's here. I, I mentioned on, on Twitter this morning, I said, I feel like I'm in dystopian uh, schizophrenia. Dystopian schizophrenia. Because you, at my age, I have lived a certain kind of life for many decades. And people know that I'm, the, I'm one of the who moved my cheese type people. I like routine. I don't like change. Um, that's the way I'm wired. And so it's extremely difficult for someone like me to live in this schizophrenia where for now, for the next few weeks, um, yeah, my life has already changed this year. I haven't been inside a Target store for months. Uh, I haven't sat even outside at my favorite little um, Italian place that I would go to minimally once a week. And when my wife was out of town <laughs> four or five times a week, <laughs> you know, um, haven't been there. I mean, I, I do the drive through thing, but I haven't been inside and uh, cooking a whole lot more for myself. But, but I'm not a social butterfly anyways. So, it's not as big of a thing for me, but I asked anybody else feeling the same way. Your, your mind is telling you things are changing and fundamental foundational things that made you feel safe before are being washed away, but it hasn't happened yet. I mean, I, I see Portland uh, burning to the ground, and, and I see Minneapolis burning to the ground. 
and there was some unrest in Phoenix, but Phoenix wasn't burning to the ground. Phoenix is... <laughs> fin- uh, no, well, yeah, we're burning to the ground in other ways, but uh, it, Phoenix is just too spread out. It, it, it's just, it's so huge. If you just had any idea, it, it, it's just that big. And so it, it'd be hard to have concentrated violence in any one particular area. But, but I see that stuff going on over there, and, and I realize what, it's, what type of impact it's going to have and the results of the election, however you view that and however you think of computer counting of votes and algorithms. And yeah, the stuff I was talking about months and months ago and everybody said I was a crazy, insane person then too. Um, all that stuff. And I, I feel like I'm living in two different worlds. Uh, I really, really do. I mean, it, it's sort of like to have my normal life, I have to turn all that stuff off. Uh, but you can't turn all that stuff off. Eventually that stuff is 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 going to intrude itself. And what you have to do is make normal life the real life and make application. And look, no one is going to do that perfectly right the first time. Nobody. Don't expect that of us. Um, we're going to make mistakes because this is new for us. We may be we may get to learn something from where it's happening faster, but it's the, it's the technological aspect that makes me go, okay, I'll just go ahead and mention this. Let me just mention this. Um, I'm listening to another one of these novels, these warning shots, you know, 1984, Fahrenheit 451, Brave New World. This is called This Perfect Day. You've got Equilibrium. There's, there's all these films and books that have been – and they, they all take slightly different tacks, different mixtures. But it is fascinating to see some of the, the consistencies. And in the one I'm listening to right now, uh, you've got – it's very similar to Brave New World. Uh, both this one, Brave New World, and um, Equilibrium, fascinatingly included the use of pharmaceuticals to produce a compliant, satisfied, but numbed population. Because to bow to the oligarchs, the technological oligarchs, to, the, to father in equilibrium, um, to uh, Unicomp in this perfect day, is not natural for, for mankind to do. And so you, you train people to take shots, to give vaccines to themselves, and then you tell them that what's in it is good for them. And so in this perfect day, it's, a, uh, a tr- it's called a treatment, and it contains uh, anti – well, there, there are vaccines, so, so no one ever gets sick now. So, so, you know, you've got all your antivirus and everything else stuff in there. Um, you've got uh, – it also basically neuters men and for women provides 
uh, birth control all in one shot and and you've been you've been trained to, to think this is good and you've been trained to tell on everybody else who varies from the behavioral norm and then they get more treatment so that they are more controlled and i'm just i'm just sitting here going how long ago was this written? Uh, you know, I remember reading Brave New World back in high school. And the thought was, who would ever allow this to be done to them? This, this is not possible. Oh, yeah, it is. Right now, you're hearing, you're, we're experiencing it. You need this. This is good for your neighbor. This is good for, for this, this brave new world that we are creating. This um, build... Build back stronger is is uh, is the thing that's being used globally. Biden used it. I didn't hear anyone pointing out this is being used all around the world. It's you you the, the globalists are going to take this election. That's unless something wild happens, the globalists could take this this election, and this is what they want. So uh, Al Mohler was talking about wiping out Down syndrome, and the fact that because of COVID-19, the birth rates in the United States have crashed. Crashed. Women are simply going, I don't want to have a kid during something like this. I mean, the numbers were already pitiful, below replacement, and now they've crashed. Who wants a lower human population on planet Earth? The World Economic Forum. The elites that are behind all of this, Klaus Schwab and all of his toadies, including Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and everybody that they are going to put in their administration, which will be the most radical leftist administration ever on everything, not just economics, but sexual behavior. And oh, it's just it's WEF's dream absolute dream and so you you start you start following the threads and you're seeing all of it coming together it's like watching a a traffic accident i told the story before years ago but a number of years ago i was riding northbound on 51st avenue on my bike that's one of my main ways of getting out of the city toward the northern parts where you can Rides out quite as many vehicles, so that's changing a lot. Anyway, um, it was a Saturday morning, and I was coming up toward uh, 51st and I think it was Greenway. It may have been Thunderbird. And I'm looking at the light because I'm trying to time it. When you're on a bike, you don't want to have to unclip, you know, stop, unclip, put your foot down. Slow process of reaccelerating. You got your, get your foot back onto the pedal, get it in the clip. If you don't know what those are, it's a it's a cleat type thing, and sometimes you can struggle with that. Most of the time you don't, but sometimes you can. So you try to time the light. You try to you know slow down and be able to continue to have some momentum uh, getting through the light. So I've looked at the light, and um, it's red. And so I'm slowing, and this little pickup truck zooms past me with a little old couple in it. 
And it is amazing what the human mind can do when it comes to trigonometry. I've, I've been having to try to do some geometry recently. I loved geometry in sophomore, sophomore year in high school. I really did. That was, that was my favorite math class ever. Logical proofs and stuff like that. That was great. I love that stuff. But it's been a long time. And so I've been having to try to use it recently, trying to get some, uh, some fabric for the top of a gazebo. The company won't send me the roofing stuff they were supposed to send me because of COVID. But anyway, so trying to figure out how to get all that done right. And it's amazing what the mind can do on the fly. Because I see the little pickup truck, and I see a full-size construction yard uh, earth mo- not earth mover, Dump truck coming this direction. So the pickup's going this way. That's going that direction. And isn't it amazing how your mind can very quickly go, they're going to hit. They're going to hit. And the only question was, is the – because I could tell there weren't, there weren't any brake lights on and there wasn't any evidence the pickup truck was slowing. But the little man in the pickup truck – didn't see the red light. He was just going to blow through. He was distracted or very old or I don't know. The only question was, is the dump truck going to T-bone the pickup truck or is the pickup truck going to T-bone the dump truck? Well, thankfully, the pickup truck hit the rear wheels of the dump truck and spun it. Even a little, there was one of those little Chevy Love type trucks, and there was, there was nothing to them. And spun that thing into the traffic light. And it was, it was horrific. I, I stopped. There was a lot of blood. I don't know if, if the little old couple made it, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, but the point was, those few seconds... I think I tried to yell, what, (laughs) totally worthless. But those few seconds lasted a lifetime. You know how time just, it slows down. And you're watching this happening, and there's nothing you can do to, you know it's going to happen, but you can't stop it. You can't stop, we've all experienced it. That's what I feel like societally right now. You see what's coming. You see there's going to be blood. It's going to be ugly. You know why it's happening. You tried to warn folks, but you can't stop it. You can't stop it. That's sort of how I feel as I look at this stuff and see you've got your elites, and they have the attitude that they know all things. There can be no debate. Anyone who disagrees with them, they just shut them down. There's silence. It's, it's, they, they won't debate it. They can't. And they will not follow their own rules. Nancy Pelosi, Gavin Newsom, uh, the, the mayor in Chicago. It doesn't matter who they are. You know they are not following the rules that they are preaching to you. You must follow for yourself. Part of that's because their worldview doesn't actually contain any reason why they should. We're the only ones who can feel, you know, when, when a preacher sins, a preacher feels guilt on a whole new level because you've preached against what you just did. But you have a reason for that. Your worldview has a reason for that. 
a leftist worldview, a secular worldview, who cares? If you get away with it and you get more of your genotype into the next generation, you know, from a Darwinian perspective, who cares? It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that they won't stop preaching at you, uh, but, you know, that's, that's the way it is. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's what we're watching with this stuff is just this amazing, amazing reality. Uh, people, you know, breaking in and uh, shutting it down because, you know, you are saying something that 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 is that is the best live action picture of Big Brother I've seen so far. But Big Brother is here. Big Brother is active and Big Brother has his minions and they are they're out there doing their thing. They're out there doing their thing. Uh Okay, uh, I should bring up my list here because I do. I believe it or not, I, I do have a list of stuff that I'm supposed to be covering today. <laughs> I wasn't going to be doing that, but um, there you go. That's sort of how it works. Um, come on, get up to the top. Oh gosh, <laughs> did <laughs> this is the type of thing that's going to get get us kicked off. This is the type of thing right now. Did you see the Pennsylvania mask mandate announcement yesterday? Did you see it, Rich? You all know the chief health person for the state of Pennsylvania is a a man in drag. Yeah, is a transsexual. Um, You're not even allowed to say that. Transgender, got to respect these people. No, I don't. No, I don't. I'm sorry. I do not. Um... Don't don't tell me I have to. I was raised in a day when you respected. Uh, I was I was raised by the generation that fought World War II. Actually, was the children of the generation that fought World War World War II. And you respected the men who jumped off of transports on the beaches of Normandy when they could they could hear. The machine gun bullets pinging off what was about to fall from in front of them. Okay? You respected them. You did not respect men who ran around in dresses. Um, so this demand has to have a worldview behind it. And so to see this guy dressed up like a girl, and he's, he's an older guy, so this this is isn't even close. Um, sitting in front of cameras, telling everyone that you are now to wear masks in your homes. Now, it's if someone who's not from your home enters your home. Okay, for now. Are y'all getting the picture here? Y- y'all... Y'all know the story about the frog in the pot of water, you know? You can put a frog in a pot of water, and it'll sit there as long as it's happy. And then you turn the heat on, and it'll sit there until it boils. Because it's just a little bit more heat, and they get get used to it until it dies in the water. It's As long as it's done, it little increments. If you take a frog and chuck it in boiling water, it's going to jump out immediately. Well, it's just astonishing to me how many of my fellow citizens can't get what that means. 
And they don't, you know, 15 days to flatten the curve is coming up on 300 days, people. Have you, have you, it just, anyway, the frustration is deep. Um, with so many of you, just, just don't seem to get it. So, so Pennsylvania is now saying that if someone enters your home that's not part of your pod, you've got to wear masks in your home. At the same time that the Danish mask study comes out yesterday or day before, does nothing. They won't cover that. They won't talk to that. The military study comes out. Double masking. Made him sicker. Um, there's all the stuff about the um, mortality rate is above where it should be. And it's not about COVID. It's about all the other stupid stuff we're doing because of COVID. So let me, I should have queued this up. I apologize uh, for this. Um, I should have had this queued up. Um, I think it's this one. Let me see if it's this one. It is. Okay. You've got, you've got, this is, this is audio only. I'm just the silly coogee wearing Scottish old apologist guy who majored in biology in college. So most of you just roll your eyes and say, you know, say whatever you want to say. That's, that's fine. That's fine. I, I want to play this uh, clip. It was from a meeting privately recorded in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada last week. And man, the Canadians, wow, you, you, you folks up there. Your leaders just love this totalitarian stuff. That big brother seems to like the cold north because you, wow. Um, So listen as the guy gives his credentials and then listen to what he says. Just, just, uh, just, just listen to what he says. Let me, let me, let me find the section here. Uh, why is it not? Um, I'm, what I'm going to say is lay language and blunt. Um, it's counter-narrative. And so, so you don't immediately think I'm a quack. I'm going to briefly outline my credentials so that you can understand where I'm coming from in terms of knowledge base in all of this. I'm a medical specialist in pathology, which includes virology. I trained at Cambridge University in the UK. I'm the ex-president of the pathology section of the Medical Association. I was previously an assistant professor in the Faculty of Medicine doing a lot of teaching. I was the chairman of the Royal College of Physicians of Canada Examination Committee in Pathology in Ottawa. But more to the point, I'm currently the chairman of a biotechnology company in North Carolina selling a COVID-19 test. And I might, you might say I know a little bit about all of this. Okay, did you catch all that stuff? Cambridge, Oxford, uh, uh, you know, teaching positions. This guy is a medical doctor in pathology and virology. Okay? So he's, 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 got, he's got the, the Palmares, all the rest of that stuff. He knows, okay, all right. The bottom line is simply this. There is utterly unfounded public hysteria driven by the media and politicians. It's outrageous. 
This is the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on an unsuspecting public. There is absolutely nothing that can be done to contain this virus other than protecting older, more vulnerable people. It should be thought of nothing more than a bad flu season. This is not Ebola. It's not SARS. It's politics playing medicine, and that's a very dangerous game. There is no action of any kind needed other than what happened last year when we got uh, felt unwell. We stayed home. We took chicken noodle soup. We didn't visit Granny, and we decided when we would return to work. We didn't have anyone need anyone to tell us. Masks are utterly useless. There is no evidence base for their effectiveness whatsoever. Paper masks and fabric masks are simply virtue signaling. They're not even worn effectively most of the time. It's, it's utterly ridiculous seeing these unfortunate, uneducated people, I'm not saying that in a perjurative sense, seeing these people walking around like lemmings, obeying without any knowledge base to put the mask on their face. Social distancing is also useless because COVID is spread by aerosols, which travel 30 meters or so before landing. Enclosures have had such terrible unintended consequences. They should, you, everywhere should be open tomorrow, as was stated in the Great Barrington Declaration that I circulated prior to this meeting. And a word on testing. I do want to emphasize that I'm in the business of, te of testing for COVID. I do want to emphasize that positive test results do not, underlined in neon, mean a clinical infection. It's simply driving public hysteria, and all testing should stop unless you're presenting to hospital with some respiratory problem. All that should be done is to protect the vulnerable and to give them all in the nursing homes that are under your control. Give them all three to 5,000 international units of vitamin D every day, which, is, which has been shown to radically reduce the likelihood of infection. And I would remind you all that using the province's own statistics, the risk of death under 65 in this province is one in 300,000. One in 300,000. You've got to get a grip on this. The scale of the response that you're undertaking with no evidence for it is utterly ridiculous given the consequences of acting in a way that you're proposing. All kinds of suicides, business closures, funerals, weddings, etc., etc. It's simply outrageous. It's just another bad flu. And you've got to get your minds around that. Let people make their own decisions. You should be totally out of the business of medicine. You're being led by, down the garden path by the chief medical officer of health of this province. I'm absolutely outraged that this has reached this level. It should all stop tomorrow. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I obviously like hearing somebody else saying exactly what I've been saying since March and mocked for it and canceled for it. Oh, we've lost owners. Sure. For, for daring to say what this medical doctor, virologist, trained person, and anybody who just sits back and goes, huh, is money involved? <laughs> Trillions. Trillions around the world. Is money involved? Are politics involved? Oh, yes. Might that 
be an explanation for why we treat this one disease completely different than all the other diseases that actually are killing 99.9% of all human beings right now. But we don't talk about those deaths anymore. We don't talk about them. These people understand the numbers. They understand the fractions and the percentages. You say, well, why aren't more of them speaking out? Because they'll lose their jobs. That's why. That's why. But you heard the frustration in the man's voice. And you hear it in mine. But he's got a whole lot more of the stuff behind his name, right? So, yeah, um, download that before it disappears. Uh, because it will. Uh, it'll, it'll, it'll go bye-bye. Uh, because that's, that's, how, that's how this system works. Um, so, anyway... Get close that out there. All right, so I wanted to, I wanted to play that. I think that's that's important. All right, um, <laughs> let's shift gears because that's been pretty heavy so far. Uh, let's shift gears and Jory Micah, Jory Micah. Yes, it's been a while since we've uh, said anything about Jory Micah, but good old leftist Jory is out there, and um, she has advice for preachers. Yes, I know. Most preachers I know are um, wanting to take advice from Jory Micah on preaching. It's always good to take advice on your preaching from those that are actually called to do it, but that's a whole other issue. Sermons should be no longer than 30 minutes. 20 minutes is best. And should always include a story. A personal story is best. Short and sweet. So, I actually um, quoted that. And I asked, could someone help me understand why anyone thinks Jory Micah is a sound source of advice on sermon lengths? It was, I confess, a rhetorical question. And it was. It was a rhetorical question. And um, I just sort of, I, I was thinking about, you know, saying something about Jeff Durbin, because Jeff and I obviously go back and forth about how long our sermons are. And Jeff's are longer than mine. Um, recently, I came within 30 seconds of one of his, but that's because I was asked to deal with the entire textual critical issue in one sermon. Okay, there was a little background information to cover on that. But generally, I'm about 10 minutes shorter uh, than Jeff is. Now, Jeff's response is going to be because I take 10 minutes to get the pre-sermon in during the catechism question. So that, that's probably where he would say, see, you're still getting your time in one way or the other. Anyway, but... Uh, we only have one service on Sunday because we rent our facilities. And so our service starts technically at 4 p.m. It's 4.05, as everybody knows. Uh, goes from about 4.05 to about 6.15 normally. So it's, it's about two hours and ten minutes. So there's, there's one 
two, three, four, five songs, and you've got catechism, you've got uh, the pastoral prayer, and we have the Lord's Supper, and a absurdly long um, uh, greeting period, <laughs> longer than any church I've ever been in. It's it's it minimum ten minutes. Uh, it goes on and on and on. Sometimes we cut it shorter than that, but generally not. Um, so, and we're a family integrated church, which means our kids, our two year olds, our one year olds, our infants, are in the service with us. So for over two hours, uh, our kids get to be a part of, um, of that. And so I, I'm sitting here thinking, 30 minutes? If any one of us preached for 30 minutes, um, I think once you closed in prayer, the, the, the congregation would be like, come on. What what what's going on? Keep going. You're not done yet. Keep 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 it happening. And uh there there would be there would be large scale rebellion uh if if we went that short. And so I that was based on my response. Well, I got a response from Jory Micah. Wow. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that. Here you go. My dad thinks I give sound preaching advice, and so does my heavenly father. So can anyone tell me why I would care what James White thinks? Now, if you just sit back and think about that, my daddy says I give good advice should immediately make you go, I see what's going on here. Okay? I, I get it. I get it. Um, so I responded to that and oh there's been some responses too and I haven't seen what the responses are um, our church is family integrated little ones everywhere we average between an hour and an hour 20 for sermon alone entire service runs more than two hours maybe your target audience is less than focused upon what is important and let me see <laughs> so, so all the responses are pretty much from her her crowd. Um, so, so over an hour too long from social conservative. Uh, at an hour and twenty minutes, you probably just like the sound of your own voice. So, obviously, these are folks that are not accustomed to being challenged to um, focus upon preaching. So, obviously, the Puritans, all that kind of stuff, you know, if they ever go back and read any of their sermons, they're going to go, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, they, they, they probably would. And I'm not saying we're the norm. We're not. We're not. But I was, I was really encouraged. In fact, I might still have this in here. I was really encouraged a couple days ago when I saw a tweet yeah, here's one. Here's a couple of them. Um, yeah, here we go. Uh, I've only been able 
I've only been able to take the supper once since February, and that was only when I visited Apologia Church over the summer. It was such a blessing to worship with you all. Truly the most meaningful time of worship that I've had in the past 10-plus years, praying for your ministry and amen. Um, very appreciative of that. And then there was another one. A fellow said, thank you for all you do, James. My whole family listens to your show. My mom just read your book on the Trinity. We live in Minneapolis, but would love to visit Apologia sometime. I'm going into the ministry, and I really look up, look up to you and Jeff. Uh, so there's there's always the encouraging stuff out there, and then there's the you know the discouraging stuff uh, as well uh, out there. But <clears throat> yeah, well you know, sermonettes make for Christianettes. Uh, a friend of mine once said, and uh, there you go. So Jerry Micah actually actually listened to to what I had to say. That's uh, that's uh, that's great. Now I forgot this, and this is really important. This is really, really, and this happened a few days ago. And this is, folks, again, uh, Austria. I talked to you. Some of you might confuse these two things. I did talk to you about what's going on in France with Macron and the crackdown on religious fundamentalism ostensibly for the safety of citizens focused upon Islam, but for the sake of fairness. Anything they do to crack down on Islam, they do to crack down on Christianity as well. And so they want all Muslims to be in the French school system so as to be made good secularists. And they want a French version of Islam. A French version of Islam. Now, I haven't actually heard from any of my Muslim friends about any of the comments that I've made about this, but I would imagine that with only a few exceptions, most Muslims would agree with me that there can't be such a thing as a French version of Islam. That a secular Islam isn't Islam, that there are non-negotiable elements of something that would define anything that would be called Islam. I can't imagine that any of them would disagree with me on that. And obviously, it's just as true about Christianity. That even though what calls itself Christianity to the world presents a incredibly wide spectrum of belief— that historic Orthodox Christianity, there are certain non-negotiables that have obviously been given up by Union Theological Seminary and and the entire leftist liberalism that Machen was right to say is a completely different religion, and it is. And I'm always thankful when I hear some of my Muslim friends speaking in such a way that they recognize this. That they, they know that when they're dealing, and they do know. Remember, it came up when Yasser Khadi and I were speaking. He, he talked about you know, liberal Christians and then believing Christians, and that's, that's true. It's the same thing you have within Islam as, as well. So we talked about that. But then, remember, there was a terrorist attack in Austria, in Vienna. The chancellor of austria looks like he's about 22 years old to me he really does 
Um, I'm sure he's not, but that's just a function of how old I'm getting. <laughs> that he looks like a kid to me. He honestly does not look like he's out of his 30s. Really, 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 really doesn't. Um, but uh, Sebastian Kurtz is his name. And uh, the uh, Australian magazine, um, Cauldron Pool, I think it's Australian, had two uh, tweets from him. I went to his feed and could not find them. And so I found two more tweets that say similar things. So let me read what Cauldron Pool quoted, and then I'll read the tweets that I found. In the fight, and this is from only the 12th, this was a week ago. In the fight against political Islam, we will create a criminal offense called political Islam in order to be able to take action against those who are not terrorists themselves, but listen to this, but who create the breeding ground for such. There will be further possibilities for the closure of their places of worship, the introduction of an imam's register, the symbol and association law will be tightened, and measures will be taken to drain financial flows for terrorist financing. So, political Islam. Okay, let's think about two things. I have argued for a couple decades, well, not couple decades, since 2006 when I began studying Islam, that Islam is a religio-political system or a, or a politico-religious system depending upon the percentage of Muslims within a particular context. So when the percentage of Islam of Muslims starts getting above 11 to 15 percent of the population, the political aspects begin to come to the fore and the religious aspects don't disappear, but they become expressed much more in a political fashion. Um, and so you can't have a non-political Islam. So in the fight against political Islam, is he trying to say that's not a fight against religious Islam? Now, keeping that in mind and the specifics of that, let's go over here. Rome recognized very clearly, we've talked about this many times, Rome recognized many clear, very clearly the reality that saying Jesus Kurios had political ramifications. Now, we've been raised in... Evangelicalism in the United States. We have been raised with the mythology of neutrality. And so the result is, when we say Jesus is Lord, we only mean Lord in the spiritual realm of church. That his lordship has no meaning outside of the four walls of the church. And... The early Christians knew that wasn't true, and the Romans knew that wasn't true. And that's why they tried to wipe out 
Christianity, between 250 and 313. They decided it was the reason that the empire was crumbling. That wasn't the reason the empire was crumbling. Those seeds had been sown long before that. But that's what they decided. When, let's put it this way, if you preach the Carmen Christi, Philippians 2, 5 through 11, if you preach that, are you going to preach all of it? You say, why? It's, isn't that a Christological passage? Isn't that the hymn to Christ as to God? And, yeah, right. How does it end? That to Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, the glory of God the Father. Everyone. You see, that's the fundamental offensiveness, the exclusivity of the claims of the risen Savior. So, when I look at what Austria is doing, um, so, so like I said, I could not find those two tweets. I'm not questioning them. They look like they're direct screenshots. It's got the right picture, everything. But maybe they were removed. I did find these myself, so I, I took a screenshot. Today, five years ago, Islamist terrorists attacked Paris, brutally killing 130 innocent civilians. Our thoughts are with the victims and their families. Islamist terrorism is our common common enemy, which we will fight together in Europe. It is not a fight between religious groups, but a fight between those who believe in our common European values and those who reject them. We, We have to be listening. We have to be listening, folks. We have to hear what is being said here. You have to. If if you've tuned out, tune in here. Do you hear what was just said? It is not a fight between religious groups. Well, the secularism of the European state is a religious statement. When a secular state says... We have ultimate authority over government without acknowledging that the source of rights and human dignity is found in the creator God. They are setting themselves up as a religious authority counter to God himself. That is simply the reality. And so where these values come from, where do these European values come from? That phrase has been used by the European Union to beat on Poland and Hungary and anyone who will not adopt the most radical views of sexuality, marriage, homosexuality, abortion, infanticide, euthanasia, um, the the, the whole nine yards. The, The entire socialist, leftist, secularist agenda is all based on we have our European values, our common European values. Well, there used to be European values. They were based upon the Judeo-Christian worldview, but those have been abandoned, and what has tried to take its place has failed miserably to replace those values and to provide a grounding for those values. And so those who reject them are not just Muslims. They're believing Christians as well. So, whichever set of tweets you want to accept, it doesn't matter. 
Austria has declared war on believers. Christian, Muslim, whatever, on believers. You must embrace European values. Let me circle around and tie this together to wrap things up. We're going into uh, uh, Gavin Newsom, California, all lockdown. Washington State, all lockdown. Um, New York City, state of New York. It's happening again and again and again. Do, is it anything about flattening a curve here? Well, an infection curve, but as I played the doctor, if it's not presenting itself, it's not really an infection. Just because you use a test that can find a fragment of a shell of the virus by doing 40 different cycles to find it doesn't mean this person is somehow to be locked away for the rest of their lives. So you've got this stuff going on, and everybody knows that there have been a bunch of businesses that just barely made it through, that are just barely trying to get back, and this is going to kill them. Going to kill them. And people are sitting around going, why? Why does the government seem so intent upon making us all wards of the state? Because that's what the Great Reset demands. Why? Simple. If you're a ward of the state, you live in a little place. You're, they, they want private property done away with. Remember the, remember the WEF video I played for you a few weeks ago? You won't own anything. You'll just rent whatever you need. Um, that's communism, in case you're wondering. To, to, to everyone according to his need. And, oh, yeah, there you go. So whatever you need, you just, you just rent from Big Brother, the government. And everybody will be happy when you do this. So you're going you're gonna to live not in the home you have right now. That's too big. Um, you're not going to have transportation. You're not going to have a car. You're not going to have a house. You're going to live on universal, minimal incomes. Heard that anywhere? It was in the Democratic presidential debates. You're going to get your monthly little check from the government that will not allow you to travel. It will not allow you to choose what kind of foods you want to eat. It will not allow you anything other than subsistence. You work for Big Brother, and Big Brother gives you a little stuff, and of course your health care is now free, except that it took your house and your car and all of your income to pay for it. <laughs> There's that little negative part about it. So you are now the servant of the government. You, you live for the government. Are you going to vote against the government that is providing you your food? Because you see, the government will then require certain things of you. And you will have certain speech codes. There are certain things you are not allowed to believe, certain things you're not allowed to say. Would you like to have a speech code designed by Kamala Harris? It's coming. Every one of you voted for, it's coming. They won't care whether you vote for them or not. It's coming. Speech codes. Belief codes. You will have to affirm, as you do in public schools in California. When you, when you celebrate Harvey Milk Day, the pedophile. Good stuff. That's positive. This is a good thing. This is how we create unity, you see. 
And nobody ever votes against the people that are handing them what they are dependent upon to survive. Okay? So why destroy all these businesses? Because that's what they... Why put the government into even more trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars of debt, which we will never pay off? Because once the Great Reset happens, there's going to be a universal currency and all this debt, debt's going to disappear anyways. Along with your private property rights. Along with your, your, your savings and everything. So that everyone can have equity. We can all be equal. In other words, equally impoverished. Now, of course, the elites will continue to live high off the hog. That's, that's a given they will continue to jet around the world and lecture all the rest of us uh, about how we should be so thankful for their condescension to even having anything to do with us. But that's what this is all about. Lock it down, destroy the economy, make everybody the war of the state, give you your little pittance, and bring in the Great Reset. There you go. And be happy. Yes, be, be very thankful. One of the things in uh, This Perfect Day is that when you talk to people, uh, you're supposed to say, and thank Uni, Unicomp, the computer, computer system that runs everybody's lives, determines what you're going to do in life, where you're going to live, total AI power. Uh, you're supposed to say thank Uni instead of thank God. It's thank Uni. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, there you go. There it is. There it is. Um, so, uh, that's why it's happening. And so now to circle around to another important aspect, one of the greatest things standing in the way of the great reset is the Christian church. Because the, well, the Christian church that is focused upon maintaining a biblical worldview, okay, those that have, a, have decided that the cultural worldview can just simply, you can just take some theology and slather it over the top and call it good, they're, they're on the Great Reset side. They'll be behind it. Well, until they, their use is worn out, and then, then they'll end up in the gulags. But uh, if you would dare to continue to believe that whatever global government system is designed to enforce all this stuff, the, the, the Green New Deal and all, the, all that stuff, um, and COVID-19 and, and immunizations and getting your, uh, in, in equilibrium, it was your dose. In uh, uh, this fine, uh, this perfect day, it's the medical treatment. Um, what do they call it in Brave New World? It's been a while. Um, but they all have the same thing. And that'll have to, Bill Gates will be in charge of all of that. Now, Bill Gates will never die because he's probably had a robot body made for himself. <laughs> That's just, <laughs> ah! um, and and uh, Tom Cruise will play him in some future movie or something like that. Anyway, um, but, well, I don't know. They're about the same height, I guess. Anyway, uh, whatever that technocracy type thing uh, is, if you dare to say that that will be judged by a law higher than it is, by God's law, that every person in that technocracy will stand before Jesus and be judged by his law, 
that makes you an enemy of the state. It did under Rome. It does under any technocratic totalitarian system. And so the real issue that I'm thinking through, that I'm trying to listen to others, how do we do church? How do we do church in a technocratic totalitarian system? Because the Soviets didn't have this stuff. The Soviets didn't have drones and the ability to track everybody. The, The computer systems just weren't. Remember what computer systems were like back then? <laughs> they couldn't do it. Now they can. Now they can. The Chinese have shown the way. The Chinese have shown the way with their social credit system and with their social monitoring system. Um, they've shown the way. They've designed it. And we looked at it and said, oh, that's terrible. And then elected the people that will establish it. Ding, 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 ding. There you go. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, okay. I was going to uh, jump into, I guess there's some huge news conference going on right now. Are you seeing that as well? Yeah, I'm seeing some big news conference going on. Um, I'm seeing information about it, and uh, it's interesting. Um, from a, d- a couple different sources here. So uh, we will we will see what comes of all of this. I would love to see us have a few more years to fight um, and to try to warn people. That would be great. I mean, because we're already seeing what Biden is going to do. We're already seeing the people that he's talking about. Pete Buttigieg, every single one of those radical leftist Democratic candidates are now going to get their payoff by having high positions, ambassador to the U.N., whatever, so they can cram their stuff down everybody's throat globally. And wouldn't it be amazing if all of a sudden something did come out that turns the whole election around? And, the, and it's like, oh, quit, turn the lights off, turn the lights off. Oh, no, we, we, just, we just told everybody what we're actually up to. Yeah, well, it's not like anybody who isn't listening and doesn't already know that. But So I'll be interested in seeing what this is all about when we get done. Um, but uh, anyhow, so I do know. I, 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 had, I had it on the list. I can show you the list um, that um, needed to get back to um, the limited atonement debate. And I have a video of William Lane Craig on Romans 9 that we need to get to. But that, that would probably be worth an entire Radio Free Geneva. We haven't played the Radio Free Geneva theme. Before year end? Yeah, well, I've got the Radio Free Geneva shirt over here, so I need to, yeah, we need to do a Radio Free Geneva before the end of the year, so we will, we will definitely, definitely be doing that. So, doctrineandlife.co, right? And it's one, Doctrine and Life, not case sensitive, but it's .co uh, is where you can also, because we need to get, we, we need to let everyone have enough time to get their Radio Free Geneva swag. So, so this shirt was a prototype. It was a little bit too red, right? So, but I mean, I like it. I mean, I, I really like that one, but that's, 
that that matches. So we went a little deeper. Well, you're you're into that. Remember your well, I th- yeah yeah. And your what was that? What was that jacket called? <laughs> members only. Your members only. <laughs> How long did you wear that thing? You, no, you, look, look, you, no, look, folks. You, don't you need understand. to understand. When you people get on me about being so mean to Rich, you don't understand that the man that walked up to me at the end of a Christian doctrines <laughs> class at North Phoenix Baptist Church with Dave Johnson yep. in a maroon members, members only, only jacket, jacket you don't... was fresh out of the door. Yes, well, that and... I mean, he was TBN this or... close to breaking into yeah. tongues, yeah. okay? Yeah. All right? That was a TBN so, too. You you, you got to understand we have history. <laughs> look up look up Richard Roberts, folks. Richard Roberts. That's what I was I was into Richard Roberts. Oh yeah. Uh, but what you don't seem to understand is is that I it was never that was not the same jacket. Huh? So when that what, you, what, jacket you bought got multiples old, of them? I would go back to J.C. Penney and buy another one. That looked just like the other one. Yeah, I like maroon. <laughs> I like See, I just thought he was making. I thought he was really Scottish. L- l- look at the walls here. I'm trying to look at Maroon. the walls, folks. Look at the walls. Yeah, and it's the same color in the uh, Washington Redskins thing yeah. too, which yeah. you used to be a fan of, but yeah, you're not and, anymore. And then, and then look at our logo. But so, so there's, so there's the uh, Radio Free Geneva T-shirt. So that's yeah. what I'll, I'll, uh, I'll put on for for the Radio Free Geneva uh, broadcast, and. Uh, so and and so everybody needs to have time to get theirs, and then we can have a community radio go. free Geneva. There you uh, go, where everyone has their. Every, they, all, everybody in the audience has to put their radio put free their Geneva radio free shirt on, and yeah. then post pictures to Twitter. I love it of them wearing their radio free Geneva or parlay or parlay. Yes, yes, because yes, Twitter would eventually get rid of us. What is this? It's a cult. Get out of here. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So. Yeah, we'll do that. We will We will definitely, definitely do that. Okay, all right. Thanks, folks, for being on with us on the program today. We will, Lord willing, Lord willing, after the stuff I said today, we're just thankful that the police did not break down the door here uh, and put us on the ground um, and take us away. Um, and we will... And, uh, <laughs> You know, pray for those that are facing that kind of thing. We have brothers in Germany that are facing this kind of stuff. We really do. Pray for them. Pray for them. All right, we'll see you next time on The Dividing Line. God bless.